I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up in just a little bit, we have a UFO story yeah. that uh, was born of a drinking game. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did those go together? And we also have a ghost story slash love story Aww. that you might need a tissue for. Stop. Yeah, get ready. All right, bring it on. Uh, but first, got to give a big shout out and a hello to our newest patron, Marshall Weber. Remember, we do post a pregame Every single week and minisodes in between the seasons. So please go find all of those at patreon.com slash haunted AF. Also, you can find the video version of this episode on our YouTube page. The most recent comment that we just got on YouTube was like, Gad, stop screaming. <laughs> I was like, come on. We're girls. We scream. We get excited about this I, stuff. Right. We're, why would we not want to get excited about I ghosts? I don't know. I know. It's like, find another insult. But I don't mean that. Don't find another insult. Find <laughs> no, nice no, no, no. Find a compliment instead okay so here's the deal the very first story that we have today mm. is like really long okay. it's way longer than our usual story but i just love but this it's guy that good it's so good so everybody let's just settle in get a glass of wine Ooh. or whatever <laughs> this comes from mike hi julie hi rebecca mike here from yorkshire in the uk just uh, wanted to give you a big thanks for all the amazing podcasts i've absolutely binged them I've been listening to you. I've been listening to Emma at Real Life Ghost Stories. I'm a children's author and voice actor, so I'm usually stuck in the studio for hours on end. And when I'm writing or illustrating one of my children's books, podcasts like yours and Emma's give me so much company and they make the process so much more fun. Your two podcasts have kept me going for, well, years now, and I thought it was time to give something back. So I'm sending you this tale from my family. And I hope you and your listeners enjoy. So my mum used to work at a nursing home. And this nursing home was on the outskirts of town. Formerly a private residence, it was an old stately home. It had been converted into a nursing home sometime in the 80s. And my mum worked there for a few years. And I remember whenever she had to go in to pick up a wage packet or work out a shift for the following week, she'd take me with her. And I used to wait in the car because I'd... I hated going inside. It was just something about the atmosphere. This place was creepy. It was old black brick. It looked more like a mill than a stately home. It was the fact that there was a real atmosphere about the place, like like the place was waiting. It was really odd. But I used to hear stories from my mum all the time. My mum usually worked night shifts, and that's usually when the odd things would happen. The most common occurrence was running. They would hear footsteps charging up and down the corridor right over their heads. It sounded like two people. It couldn't have been the residents because one, they were all tucked up in bed and they were all pushing 90. They could hardly walk, let alone run. But the thing that happened to my mum was absolutely baffling. One night, she was working with only two other members of staff. So altogether, there were only three of them in the building with the residents. Again, the residents were all tucked up in bed 
and taking advantage of this quiet time, my mum decided that she was going to go and get something to eat. Now, all the food was located in the pantry, and the pantry was the original pantry back when this place used to be a stately home. So you had to go down a long stone staircase into a little room right underneath the house. So my mum clip-clopped down the stairs to the old, thick wooden door that swung open into the pantry. She stood there in the pantry with the light on, looking at all the shelves and all the different foods, and while she was making her mind up what to have, she suddenly became aware of the sound of clothes moving against skin. You know, like when someone wearing a dress glides past you. Yep. It was coming from the other side of the door. Now, no sooner had she become aware of this, the door slammed shut, the light went out, and she heard the key go into the old lock of the door and turn the mechanism, trapping her inside. Having a good sense of humour, my mum actually thought this was another one of her co-workers playing a mean trick. So my mum played along. She leant up against the door and said, All right, good one, you've got me. Come on now, let me out. But there was no answer. She tried again. All right, come on now, you've had your fun, let me out. Still no answer. But she could still hear the sound of clothes moving on the other side of the door, as if someone was standing there. Now getting quite nervous and standing in the pitch black, my mum sort of lost her patience a little bit. Right, come on now, I'm, I'm scared, I'm scared, can you open the door? Now the moment she said that, the light went on, she heard the key once more enter the lock and the old lock turn, and my mum was ready. She was ready to catch whoever it was on the other side of this door and give him a piece of her mind. So she burst the door open, and there was no one there. But she heard someone running up the stairs and rounding the corner at the top. So my mum sprinted, ran to the top of the stairs, knowing full well that the top of that staircase led into a really long corridor. And this corridor had no exits either side. The only exit was at the other end. So she knew full well that if she was chasing anyone, she would see them running down that corridor. And, as you can probably guess, the moment she got to the top of the stairs and set foot in that corridor, there was nobody there. A little bit rattled, my mum marched through the nursing home in search of her two co-workers. The first, she found in the middle of the building, counting the medication in her office, and she looked like she'd been there for quite some time. She told her what had happened, and this co-worker said, well, it couldn't have been me. To which my mum answered, well, what about Claire? Where's Claire? She was then informed that Claire was on the opposite side of the building, having a cigarette break. You could even see her on the CCTV. Baffled, my mum relayed the story again. It was at that point that her co-worker gave her a puzzled look and said, you actually heard the key lock you in. Her colleague then stood up and asked my mum to follow her back to the pantry. They both walked along the really long corridor, down the stone flight of stairs and back to the old wooden door. You're absolutely certain you heard the lock click, to which my mum nodded once again. You couldn't have, she said, gesturing for my mum to look a bit closer at the door. And it was at that moment that all the hair stood up on the back of my mum's neck when she saw that the lock on this big old door had been painted over so many times there was no longer a keyhole. There was just a small indentation where a keyhole used to be. This door hadn't had a key in that lock for a hundred years or more. And yet to this day, my mum is absolutely convinced that a spectral figure 
stood on the other side of that door and put a phantom key into that old lock and just for a few moments brought it back to life. So, there you go. I know, I was like, the many tales that come from my family and all our experiences (laughs) with the paranormal. It's another thank you from me. Also, if you don't mind, it's time for a shameless plug. Bring it. While I was listening to your podcasts and listening to the lovely Emma over at Real Life Ghost Stories, I was writing my first ever children's book, which, funnily enough, is entitled... The Weird World of Ghosts, the fun beginner's guide to ghosts and their weird ways. It's 88 pages of absolute spooky, ghostly silliness. So if you have a kid who is a budding ghost hunter, then you can find that on Amazon. So it's in both ebook and paperback format. That's The Weird World of Ghosts, and it's by M.A. Holmes. Go and check that out, and I hope that you all have a very, very, very good giggle. It's perfect, given that we're heading up to Halloween. Thanks again, everyone, and I hope to tell you more stories in the future. Love you. Oh, my gosh, Mike, that was amazing. Love you. That was amazing. M.A. Holmes. We'll put a link to that in the uh, companion blog. It's so good. It's a, And a couple of things that was so funny that he referenced real-life ghost stories. We've had Emma Absolutely. on the show. We share listeners. But I will say some of our most scathing reviews have come from fans <laughs> of the Real Life Ghost Stories awesome. podcast. And they'll say, I started listening because Emma told me to and I hate these bitches oh wow thank you (laughs) but the other thing is so funny that Mike has a children's book coming out because we also just heard from Laura Krantz Uh from the Wild Thing podcast you remember we talked to her at the beginning of the summer and she was working on a children's book about Sasquatch so she just reached out yesterday and her book is also now available it's called The Search for Sasquatch and it's literally for like young kids who are interested in Sasquatch but we'll post links to both of those but thank you so much mike that's awesome it really oh my gosh so this comes from crystal my husband has a weird work schedule and that in turn makes him a night owl since everyone else is in bed he will usually play video games late into the night i am a light sleeper but he always has been respectful and wears a headset and speaks quietly that oh, is very sweet of him. very nice well except for when he gets super mad at something in the game that's understandable yeah i get that one night he was playing and apparently got too loud because something smacked the headset off his head he spun around thinking he had totally pissed me off by waking me up when he didn't see me though he came to our room and found me sound asleep in bed while telling me this story he also disclosed that he often gets poked in the back of the head when he's being too loud oh my gosh this apparently happens so often that he doesn't even turn around to look anymore because he knows i won't be there i take this as a personal win because if we have to live in a haunted house at least our ghost is trying to help me get some sleep seriously that's kind of awesome crystal i'm a little bit jealous yeah Dude, I hate to say this, but I can't find your Dead Pet of the Week song. You know what's so crazy? What? I was going to ask you for it the other day because my friend wants to hear it. Really? Yeah. I'm going to keep digging because I made a point of not deleting it so many times. Right. And I wanted to play it today <laughs> and I couldn't find it. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Guys, remember, we do want your Dead Pet of the Week theme songs, please. Hauntedayofpodcast at gmail.com. So uh, this story actually comes from Alyssa. Hi, Julie and Rebecca. My name is Alyssa and this is my 
story about my dog, Sahara. Sahara passed away this summer. She was 16 and a half years old and lived a wonderful life. In her younger years, she was a bit naughty and liked to chase squirrels and get into the trash, you know, that kind of thing. But as she got older, most of those naughty habits stopped, except she always loved to tear up napkins and paper towels. She'd just shred them and leave them all over the floor. Well, uh, we were out of the country when she passed away, and I was sad that I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to her. But when we came back into town, uh, one evening, I everybody had gone to bed. My kids were in bed. My husband was in bed. I had just put the other dog in his crate. Uh, and then I came back out to the living room to turn off the lights and uh, put the alarm on. And I looked and noticed that there was a paper towel shredded all <gasps> over the floor. It hadn't been there a few minutes earlier, and my other dog had been in his crate, so I know he didn't do it. So all I can think was that Sahara came back to let us know that she was okay and to say goodbye. Oh, thank you so much. I totally feel like that was a, it's okay that you weren't here with me. We've had a couple of different stories about people yeah. whose pets have passed away when they were out of town. Yeah, which is so sad. Which is heartbreaking. Yeah. That happened to me when one of my best cats in the world, Brer, oh my God. died when we were away for our wedding reception in oh. Chicago. Oh, I can't even imagine. I know. And imagine being the pet sitter. No, I know. Yes. And having to tell you when and you get back from the happiest moment of your life to the saddest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pretty sad. rough. But real quick before we go any further, mm-hmm. also remember to send us your pictures of your pets in their Halloween costumes. Yes. We're already starting to get those. And, like nothing makes me happy like seeing a pet <laughs> in a stupid costume. I agree completely. Yes. So and please. the stupider the better. Oh, God. Uh, our next story comes from Chelsea. She says, hello from Ohio. I recently started listening listening to your podcast at work and I am hooked AF. Love you guys. My grandmother passed away back in 2004 when I was 15. I've always longed for her to be here and to share all the big milestones in my life. Fast forward to 2014 when my daughter turned one. She would be my grandmother's only great grandchild and I know she'd be head over heels for her. Anyways, we had a birthday for my daughter and I brought home the leftover balloons which were loosely tangled together in our living room. Later that night, my husband, daughter, and I were all laying in bed watching a movie together when I heard a soft thud. I looked over and a balloon was bouncing off the ceiling. I didn't think anything of it and moved back into the living room. I was getting a snack anyway, so why not? I got back in bed and about 30 minutes later, I heard that wispy thud on the ceiling again. I'm sorry, you know that sound. I do. That, I, I can't even do it with my mouth. It's like, like doom, yes. Doom, doom. Sure enough, the same balloon was back in our bedroom. So my husband took it to the bathroom on the other end of our mobile home so we wouldn't have any more disturbances. We were back in bed with my daughter between us, and I heard that thud sound again. This time, I got goosebumps all over. I watched the balloon bounce off the ceiling as it slowly made its way across the room. Then, out of nowhere, it fell right into my arms. My husband and I just stared at each other in disbelief. There were no fans on, no windows opened, and no AC or heating running. It was so strange, but I feel in my heart it was my grandma's way of wishing my daughter a happy birthday. Side note, two years ago, again, on my daughter's birthday, we all sat on the front porch and watched a balloon travel from two blocks away over to our porch. I shit you not. That's amazing. Oh, it's so great. I'm sure someone was having a birthday party nearby, but I am choosing to believe that it was my grandma again. Thanks for being awesome and reading my story. Much love, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. Oh, I love that. 
We've had a handful of these weird balloon stories. Yes. Do you remember? So uh, our friend Matt Mungle. That's exactly who I was thinking about. Yes. Matt Mungle and his wife filmed themselves in their bedroom with this weird red balloon. That kept coming back. That kept like floating and it was like it was responding to them. Right. And we both watched that video going like... What the hell is going on? Because part of you kind of wants to laugh because it's a balloon. It's just a balloon. But we'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. It would like, it's also like saying yes and no to questions. Yes, and it would like, like peek out of the yeah, door and, like, and then go yes? back in. No. It was yes. so freaking weird. Okay, so this next story comes from Ashley. Hi, Rebecca and Julie. I first want to start off by saying that um, you guys have mentioned a few times that everybody always records voice memos in the car. Uh, I think that that's because if everybody else is like me, um, I typically listen to your podcast when I'm in the car, and then um, it makes me think of stories that I have. So my family and I, um, about a year ago, we were at the lake for the weekend um, with my parents, and uh, my two brothers were all grown adults, and we were playing a drinking game that's called Buzzed. If you've never heard of it, uh, it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity. Uh, So it's this card game where um, you take turns pulling um, a card and reading out a statement on it. And then if the statement is true, then you have to drink. And so we were playing. It was late at night, so everybody was a little tipsy. And uh, my brother pulled a card that said, have you seen a ghost? And so um, nobody drank, but then my dad said, well, does an alien count? My dad is not somebody who you would think believes in aliens or ghosts. He's just typical dad, um, you know, plays golf, wears, you know, collared shirts, like (laughs) clean cut. He's not what you would picture as an alien aficionado. And so we were all like, wait, hold on. You've seen an alien. He told us that he's not sure, but the story went that when he was in his 20s, he worked at an electronics store. And so he had closed down. It was probably about this point, like one, two in the morning, and he was driving home. And he said that as he was driving on this like back road, it was really dark. He looks up and in the sky above him, there is this really bright light and that it seemed to be like following him and moving along with him. So it wasn't like, um, you know, a star in the sky where it looks like it's staying with you. He said that it was fairly low down, like almost like you would imagine a lights from a plane and that it was keeping pace with him. 
it freaked him out. He started taking different turns, almost how you would react if you thought somebody in a car was following you, like trying to ditch it. And that it kept getting like lower down. It was following him um, and kind of darting around. And so then at this point he's panicking and he decides to just drive to his house. I don't know why you would think a house would keep you safe from aliens, but he drives to his house, pulls in the garage, shuts the garage, runs inside. And he says that he then goes to the window inside the house and he sees the light over his house. And then it just darts up into the sky and is gone. And so that was his alien story. Nice. Uh, okay, first of all, I picture dad, like they're all sitting around doing the drinking game, right? And dad just quietly takes a little sip in the back, <laughs> <laughs> hoping nobody will notice. <laughs> uh, the game is called Buzz. Yeah, I've heard of this game. I've never heard of it. We need to get it and take it to Granberry with oh us my gosh. so we can play. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we'll be in a hotel room yeah, together. Right. We have hours to spend with each other. Might so. as well just get shit faced okay, and play cool. stupid <laughs> drinking games. So I wrote Ashley back and said, is it possible that that was a helicopter? Yeah. And she was like, no, it wasn't a helicopter. Like my dad knows the difference. And this was back before there were drones. Sure. So, and I've actually, I've been in a helicopter spotlight like Have that. You? Yes. Oh, how fun. Well, they, no. They're <laughs> like, no, it's terrifying. They were searching for a criminal. I guess oh, um, somebody had broken into a house not very far mm-hmm. away from us. And so the police helicopter was circling our neighborhood <laughs> while my husband and I were outside grilling. <laughs> Did you guys just wave like, no, no, and it was here. It was at <laughs> night. And I was, I kind of moved. And all of a sudden the spotlight was on me and it's so loud yeah. you know and my husband goes don't move and I'm like like what am I gonna do I can't <laughs> I'm physically frozen in this time I know so I don't think it was a helicopter but thank you for that Ashley all right so we're gonna finish this week with a story from Diana this is not Diane okay um Diane is the one we were sharing tons of stories with over the past couple of mm-hmm. weeks and when I first responded to Diana you thought it was her I thought it was her yeah, yeah. and I was like where the hell are you just like making these stories up and I was like oh shit this is a totally Just different kidding. person. From Diana. She says, in June of 2005, my dad made the decision to enter hospice care. He had lived with advanced COPD for a very long time, and my mom, the love of his life, had passed five years earlier, just after their 45th wedding anniversary. One night, dad let us know that he wasn't along for this world, so everyone gathered at our house. We visited, laughed, shared stories, and generally had a long going away party. After that, we were all at the house 24-7 and took turns spending time with him in his room. A few days in, he started saying things like, I need to get my suit on so I can catch the train. Does Jean know I'm coming? Jean is my mom. (gasps) Then it was mostly silence. Until one day, my best friend and I were in his room just hanging out. To this day, I don't know if I would believe what we saw if there hadn't been another witness. But we both heard my dad stir and say, hi. We looked over just in time to see a huge smile spread across his face. Then he tilted his chin up and planted a sweet kiss on what we both knew could only be oh my god my mom's lips the smile returned briefly and then he went back to sleep a couple of days later he quietly slipped away oh my god hang on like we're both crying right now i imagine he climbed on that train with my mom and never looked back oh that is the freaking sweetest 
these stories get me. Oh. Like I love stories like this. Oh, that breaks uh, my heart. Oh my god, I love it. Does so it much. though? I I'm like no, to it's me, beautiful. it's such this bittersweet moment. Yes, he is passing on, but clearly his love was on the other side. Waiting for right. Him. I think that's something that like we yes. all hope to have. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Oh my god. Thank you, like, Diana. I have all the chills right now. Ooh. And. Oh, on a lighter note, guys, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, we're going to be at the spooky, spe- <laughs> I'll just call it the spooky testicle. Just call it that. That's what my husband From calls it From here on out, spookyspectacle.com. You can find out all the info. Um, we're actually going to have some exclusive t-shirts and stickers out there with us, we've but been, not all that many because no, we, we tell and we can't afford it. We've been ordering that stuff and we're getting so excited. We've got signs and stickers. I and just t-shirts. love that it went from like 100 to 80. <laughs> To 50, to 30. <laughs> Very limited supply of stuff. So first come, first serve. Pretty much. Yeah, if we're lucky, we'll be selling this <laughs> shit off our back because, yeah, we were not able to buy a whole lot. But there will be goodies there for everybody, and we're so excited, and we'll probably be very hungover from playing buzz Buzzed. in our room. And remember to find the companion blog so you can find the links, find mm-hmm. all those children's books we were talking about. That's at hauntedaf.com. This is episode seven season eight believe it or not goodness gracious i know and send your stories please yes please all the wonderful audio video and guys y'all have just been delivering so much beautiful stuff you've yeah, been amen. sending lately so thank you keep it coming haunted af podcast at gmail.com so we can use it in season eight of haunted af and don't forget to subscribe to haunted af on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts please follow us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and of course tiktok you can even contact us directly through our website hauntedaf.com gotta say thanks to andrew mamalaga and travis vance for the haunted af theme song and to on-air media for titles and technical support also big thanks to all of the haunted af patreon supporters most of all we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us by the way julie if i die first i'm coming back to haunt you oh i'll come back to haunt you too rebecca 